I'm Corey. Hi, I'm Tess. Welcome to A Lovely Place. We're so glad you've joined us as we invite Jesus into the midst of our lives, learning, and laughter. We hope this podcast can encourage your heart and make you smile today. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I was just thinking about Fraser Crane. What did they always say on that? Did you watch that show, Frasier? Only a few episodes. Hello, Seattle, or something like that. Oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what. But anyways, that's not this podcast, so no, <laughs> don't worry about that, friends. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to a lovely place. <laughs> that's what I meant to say. <laughs> we are on our new featured book, uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear, and... Mm-hmm. We've made it through the first section. You've read it before. I have not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you've read it on audiobook before. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, I okay. listened to it a couple, or like maybe like one and a half times or something like that because the return to the library. I was like, oh, I guess I'm done reading that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's fun. Now I have the paper copy and over 10 million copies have been sold. I as know. For my incredible? sticker on here. Yeah. I was very. Uh, impacted by his story like he Mm -hmm. tells his story in the introduction and I was just I was crying a lot because it was just really like one of those like human beauty like overcoming you know um overcoming difficult things story yes yeah so good so good he had um like a kind of life-altering injury his he got hit in the face with a baseball bat and just sounds terrible doesn't it yeah it really does and his um it was his nasal mm-hmm. bones or whatever like oh. pushed into his head to the point that he um experienced seizures and like swelling and had to go into the emergency room and was yeah. kind of in like a medical coma mm-hmm for a while as a high schooler crazy as yeah as a high schooler and so i was just like whoa first of all really amazed that he made it through that and then Mm -hmm. amazed on the other side that he's now this very successful person who has kind of found a way to help other people and i guess that was that was one thing i was reflecting on as i was first you know reading and thinking about the book is that I have heard stories of so many people who go through really like tough circumstances, like something that could reasonably cause someone to feel despair and like be done wanting to live their life. Yeah. But it it drives them to overcome and to become like an inspiration to other people. And I just Mm -hmm. think that's so cool. I think that's. It's just really awesome how that works, you know? Yeah. Well, and I like the whatever. I don't know how you say the person's name. I wrote a notes that it was in chapter one. Na- N-A-V-A-L Ravikant. Na- Naval Ravikant. Oh, that's write, a hard name. <laughs> to write a great book, you must first become the book. Oh, yeah. So I was like, wow, he sure did. Like, because his story was trying to get into the on the baseball team and that was working not very well. And then he started with small habits and changed, yeah. changed his trajectory. Tra- there's that word again. <laughs> trajectory. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Yes. And Jesus loves me whether I know how to read syllables or not. 
<laughs> or not syllables, sounds, whatever. Oh, uh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so the basic like concept of the book is that these atomic habits or like small, small habits, like down mm -hmm. to the, you know, to the smallest point can change the trajectory of your life because over time, you know, a very small change actually compounds and becomes something huge. Yes. And he also talks about that the, the same is true for negative or bad habits. Right. It moves you that much further in the wrong direction if, mm -hmm. you know, even with just really small choices. So um, I've I've been loving this book and I think it's just so like God's providence and timing because when we were when we were talking through and reading the famous at home book, they were talking about family values. And at that same time, I was working with my counselor on um, like my personal values. Mm -hmm. And one of them is intent, you know, intentionality. And I think this book is like right on the money with living intentionally, you know, um, instead of just letting a, Instead of just like drifting towards, right? You know, without direction. So, yeah, I think like that, the, like taking a look at like what am I doing and why am I doing it? Like, because everybody has habits, right? Whether they're labeled yeah. good or bad or whatever, or routines, or it's all like mushed together. Yeah, L living on purpose. Yes, yes. So I'm thankful. I think that the timing is good, and um, also. I so I I work at two different jobs right now. I work with the electrical contractor that my husband works for as an admin and um also business implementing and different strategies and things like that. And then um I haven't quite defined <laughs> what my role is completely there. And then I also work at our church as the admin and finance pastor and which requires a lot of um, intentionality and follow through. And I, as I was like considering taking two jobs as a mom, I was like praying about that and was like, is this something I should be doing? Mm -hmm. And I felt like God, I felt like God was saying to me, yes, but you're going to have to do it in a way that you've never done it before. Like it's mm -hmm. going to be, you're going to have to use some different methods and so I am beginning to see now that like relying simply on what I what systems I have in place right now and on my brain is not enough. Like I have to establish some new systems and some new ways of doing things and just I'm seeing the importance of that and and how it's important to be able to have the kind of impact that I want to have, you know. And um, so I'm excited to dive into this book more and start like implementing it into my into my life. So 
<clears throat> yeah, and layer layer by layer, I think. And as you were sharing your job stories, and I was thinking of like atomic habits and different things. I don't remember when I first read or listened to the <clears throat> book, but la- I was blah blah blah. Remember one time <laughs> you told me that you and your husband got a journal to write notes on important occasions to each other. Mm-hmm. So Stefan and I did that for anniversary a couple years ago. We finally bought one. And then, so then today is Valentine's Day where we're recording. So we're like, let's just write a card in there. So he wasn't going out and buying a card if he didn't, whatever. I don't need that part. I need the words is what mm-hmm. I was thinking. But in that book, I was looking back at the different notes that we wrote to each other. And it was like um, the last September, so a year Whatever. When I had all that back pain and it was just terrible mm, and awful mm-hmm. and I just did not like it. And I mean, who would like that? <laughs> but as I was talking to somebody that was here visiting us at our house, it was like small, tiny changes affected me in the negative way with that shampoo bowl being way too short at work. And then it made that so so much pain and then it was like okay let's learn how to stand let's change that shampoo bowl let's learn how to move your hips in a different way to stand properly and just different things like that so it just was like so many tiny changes that you can hardly notice but your body feels different even and now I'm like thinking about my shoulders and like what are my shoulders doing and where is my head and so it's just like I lived through tiny changes, but I I don't know that I knew that's what was happening. Yeah. Like, because it's easy to get frustrated with tiny things. Like, I can only do this. But then when you get to zoom back at this point in my life, that's behind me. So I can, doesn't feel very far behind because it still kind of haunts me a little bit. Yeah. Like, it kind of freaks me out. Or I don't want to get hurt again, nor do I want to live in fear either. So it's like, okay, how can I move to the next step forward? Because I want that. And James Clear has so many different, um, what are those pictures called? Illustrations? Uh, Yeah, yeah. And like diagrams. Yeah, Yeah. and they're, thank you, diagrams. They're on his website too. We can share that, that you can just go and look up stuff. um, If you want to see the pictures, but just like that plateau of latent potential and how that one percent increase eventually just like skyrockets yeah and you're you're better so then I was just thinking like okay maybe it didn't feel like doing glute squeezes and deep breaths were helping me heal my back but then fast forward to the summer when I got to go to England and hike up the stairs then that was I couldn't have imagined doing that six months before that yeah. So it's like, yeah. okay, this is something that, oh, yeah, I've, I've lived that. So right? I could do this to something different. And what yeah. would it be like if I actually paid attention to the small changes in a different way? Like that I was like the motivation. I don't even know if that's the right way to say that. But yeah, I like being trying to figure out like what is the end product of all of these small changes and kind of thinking backwards that way maybe yeah 
I don't know. Either way. Well, and just being, <laughs> and being intentional. Like, I don't want back pain to be the thing that makes me think about small things. But sometimes we need our attention to get yeah. small things different. And pain is a motivator, ultimately. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> probably it maybe is. a little bit more than pleasure sometimes, you know, because we really, right. pain is really uncomfortable. We so. want to avoid it at all mm-hmm. costs. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I loved what he said. He said, success is the product of daily habits, not once in a lifetime transformations. Mm. And then later on on the page, it says you get what you repeat. And then I thought this quote was really powerful from Jacob Reese or something. Um, When nothing seems to help, I go and look at a stone cutter hammering away at his rock, perhaps a hundred times without as much as a crack showing in it. Yet at the hundred and first blow, it will spit split in two. And I know it was not that last blow that did it, but all that had gone before. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's so profound. Like, because oftentimes, I think this in parenting sometimes, like, because parenting is such a long game, like... <laughs> But sometimes you get to the point where you you do something and you're like, whoa, that worked. And it's like, this must be something that works. And then you like try it again. And it's like, oh, no, it didn't work that time. Mm -hmm. And it's not. So we're working with humans here. (laughs) Right. Well, and it's not like just that one thing was like a magic thing. It's like, right. Who knows what was leading up to that in that one day where it's like these 20 things also happened and that's why that worked yeah and the next day the other 20 things are didn't happen and so it didn't work you know and there's just like so many different variables with parenting but I think I love that that paints the picture of it's about perseverance it's not about a magic pill you know or the magic whatever right and they're so so tiny like the change later he'll talk more about it I don't want to get ahead but it's just, um, it really is atomic, teeny tiny, teeny tiny habits that you're yeah. adding and making. And then I just loved again the, like, if you're starting from what you believe about yourself and your identity and the core of you, and then moving out through the process or your system, and then you get your outcome. So, yeah. like, it's like a bigger picture of not just like, I'm going to, like New Year's Eve, I'm going to lose weight. Yay. Right. Like, no, I want to choose to be this type of person that chooses this over that or says, I'm going to listen to what my stomach is saying, not what my brain is saying or mm-hmm. what's happening. And so this January, our church did that church-wide fast. And then I was challenged to do that more often throughout the year and so this year this year this week feels like a year (laughs) (laughs) i had some intense shoulder pain we have a water leak thing that's not figured out stefan's grandma's not doing very well Mm -hmm. something else was happening so it was like all these little things here again atomic that are feel like really big things we're just like adding up and so i just was like praying and i just felt like god was like remember when you were gonna fast and I was like, oh, you want me to do that? Like, (laughs) so then I was just doing the dinner, not eating dinner again. And I just did for three days. And it just was like reminding me 
Because in those stressful times, the old Corey would want to go in the kitchen and eat a bunch of things. So this, this, now I'm voting for this new Corey that says, hey, what are those tools in my spiritual tool belt, not in my kitchen? So that was good. And Stefan just was like, okay, cool. I'm glad you're doing that. Like he just jumped in. He wasn't like a, not that who would tell someone don't fast. That's not, (laughs) but I just was like, okay, I'm voting for, and then I was rereading the chapters preparing for this conversation. And I just was like, okay, I'm voting. I'm doing it. Whether I was saying, I don't know, like I didn't write it down in a journal or I didn't announce it to anyone, but I just was like, Hey, look at this. I'm going to, I'm doing something different. That's good. That's good. So in this chapter that Corey's talking about, he, thank you. (laughs) He talks about the three layers of behavior change and Mm -hmm. there's outcomes, which is the outer layer processes, which is the next layer in, and then identity, which is the, the very core. And he makes the, the point that, Oftentimes we focus on a lot of people focus just on the outcomes and that often ends in not living up to what you're wanting to do, like abandoning your goals and just going back to what you've always been doing and then focusing on the processes is helpful. But he says this place you need to start is your identity, that your beliefs about yourself will determine how you act, like what Mm -hmm actions you repeat. Um, And I love what he said. um, Let me see if I can find it real quick that your identity. I outlined it somewhere here. Your identity is literally your repeated beingness. So like Hmm. what you continually be. That's not the right grammar, but you know, um, (laughs) and and then he like you were saying, Corey, you were you were voting for that new identity of yours. Yeah. And he, he was saying that every time that you do an action that goes along with that identity, it's evidence. And so mm-hmm. then you you begin to believe it even more. And the same is true with negative, a negative identity right. as well. Um, so it's like, you know, it's kind of like I've heard that this works and is helpful, a helpful way to think of it, like with dieting or you know, like changing your eating habits is to think like, what would a healthy person do, you know, but he changes it even more to think I'm a healthy person and this is how I'm going to Mm -hmm. be and act, you know? Um, So I thought that was good. Also hard because it's a lot easier just to focus on the outcome than on the person that we want to be. Right. And it takes, you know, a lot of, well, is there something or is this just something that keeps coming to my brain? Um, like the putting yourself in that in the context of healing or getting better, like you're choosing that. And I just I guess I just keep hearing that again and again, like, where am I putting my boat as if I'm a boat in the water? <laughs> like, am I staying stuck in the harbor, just staying there? Or am I getting out into the water and I'm open and then I can put my sail up and the wind can blow and I can go on an adventure. Like, yeah. Um, so I just feel like I'm choosing. And I know I've said it more than one time on the podcast, probably every episode, but <laughs> just how. Well, now I forgot what I was saying. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like choosing, like I'm like sorry, I'm just a little tired and distracted by all the things. Um, thank you for being patient with me. <laughs> Anytime, friend. Like, so, like, I'm choosing to be a, like, okay, I'll just write what I wrote. I'll read what I wrote. I was trying to be a, here we go. I want to be a woman who values her mind and body. And I will see, I will see a counselor if I need to, or a PT person, or somebody that's going to take care of myself physically, mentally, and spiritually. I know that's still a big picture thing, but I just was like, feel like I'm starting to shape, like, okay, Lord. What do you want? How am I building my life on you? Because then this whole book is not necessarily geared toward faith or not, but it works quite well with Jesus and transforming our life. And he works from the inside out, our identity out, what we believe about ourselves and on Mm -hmm. forward. And the lies of the enemy or our own brains, because we're in this negative pattern, are so mean and can keep coming back to us. So it's like, okay, wait, time out. I'm doing something different here. And let's get our tool belt full of habits that are helping us good that way. And Jesus is not going to leave us alone. Like sometimes I feel like New Year's Eve things are you're alone and I'm going to do this. I'm going to lose weight and wear skinny jeans. And then it's like, well, who's coming along with you or what's the party about along the journey? Like, oh, that was another thing you talked about too. But um, I just, I'm, in, I'm encouraged with all this information smushed in my head and I feel like I'm starting to live it out. Like yes. I've been gleaning the information and now it's like, okay, ready? Now let's do this. Like, yeah, well, wait, I can I- do it. I think this book does go really well along with faith, like, and relying on Jesus because it just reminds me of the Israelites in the Old Testament and all the Mm -hmm. different laws that God gave them and how often they got focused on the letter of the law, like the doing the things. But time and time again, you see that God's like purpose for giving them those laws was like, because this is the kind of person I want you to be. I want you mm-hmm. to be generous. I want you to care for people who are on the fringes. I want you yeah. to, you know, look out for the people who have no one that is, you know, is able to take care of them and like all of these other things. And he's saying like that's the kind of person I want you to be, not like I just need you to check all these boxes. Like right. that's not what it's about. And so I think when we can shift our focus to what kind of person am I being? What kind of person do I want to be? Like, then we, it doesn't just become this to-do list. And it also doesn't become something that, like, brings us great shame because we didn't measure up to that one thing. Right. You know? Because um, that, tr- just trying to check all the boxes is exhausting. And it's, yeah, it you know, it's not worthwhile. But as we let Jesus shape the person that we're becoming, then that sounds better to me. <laughs> right. It, it does. And it sounds like a more enjoyable experience of our life. Like we're not just hitting our head against a wall. Yeah. Like that we're going somewhere or I don't know if that's the right example, but I was trying yeah. to find when he was talking about 
um, if it the if we're thinking about it in a bigger picture, then it's about the process, not the end. So you can enjoy like the milestones or the. Do you remember that part? That well, I'm I see about. I see this one um, spot where I underline the last sentence, which says, in this way, the process of building habits is actually the process of becoming yourself. Um, talks about, like, you wouldn't consider yourself a soccer player because you kicked a ball once. Yeah. But as you repeat the <laughs> actions, your self-image begins to change. Um, Here, I found some notes I wrote down. Okay. It was talking about, he lists four different problems with just setting goals. And problem number three is talking about goals are restricting happiness. Goals, accomplishments equals being happy. But he's like talking about, well, if we get a system first, then we have permission to be happy every day of the process. Like, because we're we're working the, (laughs) like, maybe, I don't know. We're working... Our system. We're working the program. We're we're working the yeah. We're, we're in it. Like we're choosing that. We're voting that. It's not like, oh, when I get to size, blah blah blah, I'm going to be happy. No, yeah. it's like, oh no, today I chose to eat some blueberries, and I stopped eating after I was not hungry anymore. Or you know, yeah. like that was like, well, that look, I did it. That's my process. Like listening to my body, like. Yay for that. That's good. And it makes me think of like when we play board games with our family, Mm -hmm. like sometimes the boys will be like, oh, I didn't win and like get so upset. And we're like, but what was our goal of like, why did we play this game? Was it because we we want to win? Like if it's a competitive game, there's a lot of losers. Only one person usually wins. Like, (laughs) but the reason we do this is because we're having fun together it's not to win or you know it's just to be together and so it's like the reason we do some of these things is not to just you know check this box of okay I got that thing but to create a lifestyle that is life giving Mm -hmm. yeah He talks about the yo-yo effect, that if goals are the only thing you're working towards, then when you reach them, you're just going to rebound back to whatever you were doing mm-hmm. in the first place. Oh. And I liked, again, he wrote, um, we're continually editing our beliefs. <clears throat> and so then I, w- I wrote a little picture of, like, we have to update our phones or they need a new... Um, Whatever updates, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. they need to they need to buffer and do their thing and download and shut off and turn on again. (laughs) (laughs) So why wouldn't we be any different, right? Go to bed, wake up in the morning. It's going to be a new day. You know, like you can, yes, have a timeout and and I liked it because it wasn't like um, I just need a new belief and I'll be fine and then move on. It's like no, we get to constantly be transformed. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And so one of the things that he talks about in the third chapter that just really stood out to me, he was talking about how some people, and I think sometimes I might be in this camp a little bit, think that habits stop you from having fun or being spontaneous or like, you know, whatever. But he says, um, habits do not restrict freedom. They create it. In fact, the people who don't have their habits handled are often the ones with the least amount of freedom. Um, And then he talks, you know, about 
with like without good financial habits, you'll always be struggling for the next dollar. Um, but then he says, conversely, when you have your habits dialed in and the basics of life are handled and done, your mind is free to focus on new challenges and master the next set of problems. And I just, I love that. And it kind of makes me think of Jesus because he had, we, we see in his life that he had really good habits of going off to be by himself and spend time with the father. He had habits of fellowshipping with you know the disciples he had habits of walking everywhere um and oftentimes then he would be confronted in these situations that i would assume would be like an inconvenience like mm -hmm. i don't have time for that i'm going to do that thing and he was completely present in the moment and i think that probably has to do with how he lived his life in the times that that wasn't happening and then when that did happen he could be like yeah, I'm here for you. You know, mm -hmm. I'm here. And obviously he's Jesus, so he's perfect. But like, I think we can learn from that, you know, like if we have all these habits in place that just make our life run smoothly in the day to day, mm -hmm. then in those moments where something might happen that could otherwise be an inconvenience, it's like, no, I've got time and I have mental capacity to deal with this because all of those other things, they're kind of running on autopilot, you know? Yeah. So like I can be in this moment. Mm -hmm. So I think that I, I want more of that in my mm -hmm. life. Well, and I he want didn't to be a person like that. Yeah. Well, and he didn't have perfect days every day either. Like a lot of the things were like confrontations and everything <laughs> that make me feel uncomfortable. Like I don't want to argue about the Sabbath. <laughs> and, right. and he did that so that's like in the like that mode that he was lived in right he knew who his identity was and he wasn't worried about what other people were doing or not so it's like gave him that capacity like so yeah. yes we'll have interruptions but I don't know I guess I just was trying to make it not like it's like sunshine and flowers oh like, no <laughs> not not that you were saying that, but I just was like, mm. <laughs> we can still have a flow. I think that's the joy of walking with Jesus is there is a, a joy with him even when the stuff is going on. Like, I don't know. Yes, it's I'm, true. Apparently, we like to talk. <laughs> do we have a podcast and we talk about stuff? <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> oh, man. I think that's a good time to read our verse. For I the day. sure do think that too. Romans 12, 1 and 2. And I know we've shared it before on the podcast, but it's fitting today. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Amen. I, Amen. That, was, that presenting your bodies just made me think of that, like what you're voting for, you're, I'm presenting, you know, like I just, not that James Clear was saying that, present your bodies to God. <laughs> right. <laughs> but just like, what are you putting for, where are you putting yourself? Are you wanting that? And Yeah. And also yeah. like, God wants our best, like, not like we have to be perfectionists, but like right. he wants, he wants the best of us. Like he wants, you know, it's like, 
even though we're like the little kids that come and are like, I made this drawing for you. And who knows, it probably looks terrible, but it's like, you did your best. Like, and I love <laughs> that, you know, God, he wants that from us. He wants our yeah. wholeheartedness and it takes intention to do that. So, <laughs> and renewing our minds. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Again and again. It's not an end. Yeah. Right. Yep. All right. Well, it's gonna be thank a good you, friend. I know I'm excited. Yeah. Listeners, we hope you'll read along with us. This is a I think a good one that to even revisit. It reminds us a lot of the the lazy genius way mm-hmm. and <laughs> that that's such a good book to come back to as well. So, um we hope that you'll read with us, join with us in that and um we'd love to hear feedback if you have any or any book suggestions as we pray about our next book so all right all right thank you everybody good night good night or good morning